Um, yes, let's go ahead and pray. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lord, I thank you <laughs> for your goodness. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your love. I thank you for helping to make me whole. Thank you for this time. I thank you for every person in this place today. And I thank you for what's going to take place. We pray that you have your way to speak to us. I know that each and every one of us has our own personal, unique walk with you. So speak to us in the way that you know will minister to us directly so that we can grow and mature in you. We come against every distraction of the enemy. He has no victory. And he has no place here. So Lord, I command every heart, every mind to be ready to receive what it is that you have for us. Holy Spirit, lead us into all truth and help us for those who are struggling in our minds and our hearts, help us to cast our cares on you. Your word says that you care for us. Help us to do that today. So I declare that there'll be no hindrance for whatever it is that you have for us today. We will receive it in the name of Jesus. We declare victory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right, y'all. So, <sighs> sorry, please bear with me. I don't know, I'm just kind of in this real chill kind of mode. So I hope my voice doesn't put you guys to sleep. <laughs> um, all right, so last week, I think most of you guys were here last week. Let's kind of go over what we discussed last week. And then we'll get into the topic for today. Who remembers what we discussed last week? First off, who was leading last week? Who, who spoke last week? All right. Okay, you guys were paying attention somewhat. At least y'all got that right. <laughs> okay, what was he talking about? The new... How to... Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yes. Okay. So for those who are not here last week or didn't hear what the lady said, what Bishop spoke on last week was about the new life and transitioning into the old life. Right. Um, oh, sorry. Thank you. I saw your face. Thank you for that. Flip it. Y'all know what I meant. Let's correct that. <laughs> the old life going into the new life. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, yes. Do you guys remember what were some specific things from the old life? There was, there was a specific scripture that was, he gave us a whole packet and everything. Galatians 5. Good job. I'm so impressed. Okay. And do you guys even have your packets on you? Are you all reading off your packets? Oh, some of y'all are. Okay. Good job. Good job. Good job. But for those who don't, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to see you guys are 
are bringing your uh, material in class. That's great. All right. So yes, so we see from Galatians 5, right, um, some of the things that are listed as far as the old acts, our old ways, right? Um, and then what were some specific things for, you know, whoever remembers or at least has their, just blurt it out. There was a list of things, just blurt out stuff. You said what? Anger. Thank you. Other things? Drunkenness? Rage? Bad things? Yes. Jealousy? Idolatry? Fornication? Hatred? Sexual morality? Yes, absolutely. So it was a whole list of things, right? That kind of describes the characteristics of that old life. <clears throat> so, as far as the new life, what were some things listed there that we can identify as new life? Joy, patience, peace. Wait, what? Steadfastness, perseverance, self-control, Good things. That is true. It does say goodness. <laughs> so, all right. Um, good job. Um, okay. So, next question. Who remembers what the difference is? Well, we talked about the characteristics, right? But what is one main difference between someone who is in their old life and a new life with Christ. And yes, it has to do with the chair. Thank you. God-centered versus self-centered. Okay. So in our old lives, we are the center of everything in the new life with Christ. He is the center. Okay? And does anyone remember how we cross from one life to another? Or to the, from the old life to the new life? A bridge. Okay? What was that bridge? Or who was that bridge? Jesus. Right? Jesus is the bridge. Okay? Um, all right. I think it's interesting sometimes when we talk about going from a certain life or a certain characteristic to another. Um, and I say that because a lot of times a lot of questions get brought up. Um, we all know, I hope, if we don't already know, right, we should know that when you are around something, expose yourself to something or someone, you start to take up their characteristics, right? I'm sure you guys have probably experienced that. If you have a close friend, you probably start talking like them or your parents or whatever else, right? We all are influenced by what is around us. 
And in the same way, right, when we spend time with God, we start to take on his characteristics. We learn about the Bible. We listen to worship music. I mean, that's why all these things are important, right? We don't just do this just to do it. The purpose of all of this is so that we can look like him. We can take on his characteristics, okay? And in that, by doing that, it helps us to be more God-centered. I thought it was important to talk about this because, or at least to clarify, (laughs) because I personally have experienced and also met people who have accepted Christ and walking with the Lord, but still dealing with sinful things, right? And I literally, um, I was having a conversation with someone and I remember I was saying, I was trying my best to explain that while yes, you accept Christ, you still got things to work on, right? Like it doesn't just magically, you don't just magically change. But I remember that the person just kind of, it's like, well, the Bible says if you accept Christ, then you're a new creation, right? And I'm like, true. But there's a little bit more to that. Yes, you are a new creation, but we're still sinful in nature, right? So I think trying to understand that despite accepting Christ, which is the first step, which is the best step, right? We do that great, fine, and dandy, but that does not mean we won't have struggles. That doesn't mean we won't be tempted. That doesn't mean we won't fall, right? That is bound to happen. But it's because of us accepting Christ, he helps us to overcome those things. He helps us to be more like him. And the more we expose ourselves to things that involve him, right? It can be in so many capacities. Watching a Christian movie, something that's edifying, essentially, right? That's of God. It makes us more and more like him. It's like, I love using the analogy of working out because I'm trying to work out more. <laughs> it's hard when you start, right? <laughs> we all know this. If, if you guys, you know, athletes, I'm sure y'all, y'all know. I'm not an athlete by any means, but you start working out, you're muscles get really sore it hurts okay he's like trying to walk down the stairs your legs feel like noodles it sucks okay but the great thing is when you are consistent and then you start to recognize that you're actually stronger i'm like wait a minute i can do a push-up now what it's not as difficult as it used to be right it's (laughs) us having to um exercise those muscles really right those spiritual muscles Um, So, let's be clear here, okay? Just because we accept Christ doesn't mean our behaviors, our attitudes, our thoughts, habits, all those things like, I heard someone say, I don't know if it's like a, anyway, they said automagically, okay? I like that. It doesn't (laughs) automagically make us a different person, right? (laughs) 
I'm gonna have to practice that. So anyway, it's still cool. <laughs> All right, so yeah, with that being said, there are things we have to be practical about. And I feel like I've mentioned this before, but when I was in college and got involved in the ministry that I was a part of, I remember, and it was the first time that I'd heard it put this way, the pastor had said, he'd always spoke to what he called bringing practicality to spirituality. I had never heard that before. I was like, what? And then I realized sometimes it's not that deep, okay? I think also because of our culture and what we've seen and being raised in Ghanaian homes and all that great stuff, we hear all these extra spiritual stories and all this extra demonic this and witchcraft that and things get very I don't know I can't really find the right word but y'all kept I, I, y'all catch my drift right it, it, it sometimes it's just it, it gets a little too much right and not to say that doesn't exist because that is also true but I find that we don't often hear about the practical side right you sit there and you pray, Lord, help me with my exam. Did you put in the time to study? All right? Um, practical, okay? Um, is just as important. And without being practical, we can't expect to develop spiritually. We've got to put in work, and that's just a matter of fact, right? So the topic I wanted us to talk about today, which I think is something the Lord has personally been dealing with me on, and then, praise the Lord, but, is our tongue. Okay? Our tongue. Um, our speech. How we talk. You know, are we reactive? Those kinds of things what comes out of our mouths. So, what are some things according to scripture that we already know about the tongue? You can go ahead and blurt it out. Powerful. Anything else? Speaks life and death, yep. Anything else? Tongue. Sorry. If anyone didn't catch that, I said tongue. <laughs> I heard tongue. I heard tone. Really? Okay, thank you guys. See? Practicality. I've got to do better on my speech, okay? If you're not hearing me, please. I'm talking about your tongue, okay? Your mouth, the words you speak. That would be weird if I stuck out my tongue, so I'm not going to do all that. I was about to, but then I was like, that, that might look weird. Somebody walked in here. Um, yes, thank you for clarifying, help me clarify that. Anything else that you guys already know about the tongue? Guh. <laughs> Slow to speak, yeah. Yeah, just, no, okay. Well, thank you, those are all very, very good. I just kind of jotted a few things that just kind of you know, I immediately thought about and I put, it's powerful. Um, 
it can influence the soul and the body, right? Words really can influence the soul and the body. It impacts our environment. Whether we realize it or not, it, it does. Um, it brings life or death. It can bring healing or pain. I'm sure a lot of us have experienced, you know, just by the use of words, feeling really encouraged or feeling like you could conquer the world versus feeling like you've been cut down just by words, right? All right, well, with that being said, I want us to go over scriptures. When I was looking at scriptures, I was like, dang, I did not realize how many scriptures there are on the tongue. There are so many, y'all. So we're going to try and go through them. Okay. Um, trying to figure out how I want to do this. Okay. I'm going to need some volunteers. Can I have someone be willing to read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29? Anybody willing? Just raise your hand. Thank you, Stephen. That's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Okay. I need someone else to read. I'm just going to go off some scriptures here. Okay. So it's okay if y'all can't flip to it. But okay. I need someone to read. Um, James chapter 1, verse 26. Okay, thanks, Stacy. I probably should write this down. Okay. Stacy. Stacy. Okay, I need someone else to read 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Thanks, Cassie. Okay. Um, 26. Uh, is there another one? There is another one. Can you give it to our good friend here? He's been waiting. Who? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, oh, my bad. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay. Can I have you read, do, 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 Matthew? Matthew chapter 12, and you're going to actually read a few. It's, uh, so Matthew chapter 12, verse 23 to 37. Yeah, I know it's quite a bit. Probably should just start passing mics around. Make life easier here. In no particular order, we're just gonna read the scriptures, okay? Um, I think I'll make sure that was all of them, and then we got a few in Proverbs, but I'm just gonna read all the Proverbs ones, okay? Um, all right, Stacy, go ahead. Just make sure you say the verse before you, like where you're reading from, before you read it. James one verse twenty six. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. 
Amen. Read that one more time, please. James 1, verse 26. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but delivers, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Who? I know Cassie had one. First Peter chapter three, verses 10. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Amen. Amen. Can you read that one more time, please? First Peter chapter three, verse 10. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful, deceitful speech. Amen. Thank you. Was there anybody else on this side who was reading one? No? Okay. Um, go ahead, Stephen. Ephesians 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of, to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Can you read that one more time? Ephesians 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that, it, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Amen. Thank you. Matthew 12, um, 23, right? Yes. Matthew 12, 23 to, to, 40, to 37. To 37. Mm -hmm. All the people were astonished and said, could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it is only Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How, can, how then can this kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do, you, do your people drive them out? So then they will be judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can rob his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men will be forgiven. And so I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You broad of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men 
will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken for by your words you will be acquainted and by your words you will be condemned that's the word of god amen amen thank you so much um i'm also going to read um i think yeah that was good for me. okay um proverbs chapter 12 verse 18 Proverbs 12, verse 18. If I can find it. Here it is. Okay. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Again, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, thrust but the tongue of the wise brings healing okay then there is proverbs 18 verses 21 death most of us know this one death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Okay? I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 15. I'm going to read 1, 2, and 4. Okay? Proverbs 15. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. Verse four, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Okay, I'm gonna read that again. A soft tongue, oh sorry, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 21, <laughs> verse 23. Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. We can go ahead and underline that right now. For those of y'all who have pens, let's underline that. Okay, highlight it, do what you do. Make a note of that, okay? Whoever keeps his tongue, his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. All right, um, and then I uh, got, I think this is one more. Okay, then we're, now we're in James. James chapter three, and I'm gonna read a few here. It's one to 12. 
James chapter 3. Come on, James. I don't know what it is. Whenever I try to flip to James, it's always hiding. It's so small. What'd you say? After Hebrews. I don't know. I see Hebrews and I somehow flip right to First Peter. It just, just skips the whole thing. All right. So James chapter 3, verse 1 to 12. Okay. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us. We're talking about those like little mouth things when you're like trying to direct the horse, you know? When people are riding horses, they put the little bits in their mouths. That's what they're talking about. Um, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by very, a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on the fire of hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Okay, I'm going to let us digest that a little bit. Okay, the fact is, 
if we claim to be Christians, if we claim to be followers of Jesus, we have got to recognize the importance of our words. We have got to. At first I was thinking, oh, this is just a lot of scriptures. But then I thought, no. It's good that we are aware that there are so many, and there are more that I didn't even touch. But it's good that we are aware of how important it is that the Bible would speak on it so much and speak so severely about it. I mean, it said if you love your life. Y'all see what I'm saying? If you love your life, you will watch what you say. I'm paraphrasing, but. It's talking about a fire and the blaze that the words that we speak can start if not handled properly, if not managed properly. Lives have been destroyed by words alone. Lives have also flourished by words. We have got to take this very seriously. I was speaking to myself too. So, now that we've read these scriptures and we're taking time to kind of think about it and digest it, sometimes it's just good to kind of sit in silence and, you know, meditate on it a little bit. I want you guys to think about how you speak. Sometimes we mean the best, but our delivery isn't the best. Sometimes we're just outright rude, mean, saying inappropriate things. Sometimes we're self-condemning, look down on ourselves, speak ill of ourselves, speak ill of other people. But also, sometimes, we can encourage others, right? Compliment somebody. Tell your parents you love them. Your family members. It's, it's more than just speaking good or bad, right? What's the tone in your voice? Are you angry? Are you screaming all the time? <laughs> Do you talk calmly? Do you talk harshly? What's 
the intention behind the words you speak? I find that a lot of times in these days, we just kind of speak carelessly, just say things without really thinking about why you're saying it or what you even really mean. True story. When was this? A couple months ago, very recently. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but I, I just remember I was doing a lot. My sister and I were gonna go spend time with a cousin and she lives all the way in Richmond, so we had to get on the road real early. It was just a lot going on and she wanted us to make jollof, so it was a whole thing. We barely slept, right? And my mom, she worked a double shift that day and she came home. And I remember again, it was in the morning. I had, had maybe, look y'all, I need my sleep, okay? I slept like three hours maybe that night and I had to get on the road. But we had to like pack our stuff. I think we were, going, we were going to the beach. That's what it was. So we were trying to pack everything. I'm not much of a beach person, so I was trying to make sure I had everything I needed. Um, but the main thing was jollof, okay? My cousin requested that, so. Everything was a mess in the kitchen. I was trying to put everything together. And my mom, <laughs> my mom comes in and she's asking all these questions like, why'd you put this here? Why is this there? Why is this there? And I just remember going, oh, you're not even supposed to be here right now. I didn't even think anything of it. I just grabbed all my things and was just trying to get out the house. Um, so a few days later, my mom was like, she needed to talk to me. Usually I'm like, oh gosh, that's not good. <sighs> what could this be about? Um, and so she sat me down. She was like, do you remember the other day when you were getting ready to leave and I asked you a question? I was like, oh yeah. I literally, I didn't even remember. And she said, you know when you said you're not even supposed to be here, that really hurt my feelings. I went, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Like literally I was like, I, it, it came out, it's not really what I meant. I was going off for like three hours of sleep. I was trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. Mom, I apologize, please. Don't, you know, I felt so bad. I felt so bad. And then she also said, you have to be mindful of the words that you use. What happens when you get married and you're frustrated and you're tired and you just blurt out words? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. This is what she told me. I was like, okay, mom, respect. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize the time, Lord. Um, it happens to all of us, right? It happens to all of us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I guess at this point, because I know time is short, so I had some other things planned. 
Let me just try and speed through this. Because I think for the most part, you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> just tell me if that sounds weird. It's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So, raise of hands. How many of y'all have ever been in a situation where you were really upset, like myself? Depressed, frustrated, whatever, and you blurted out something that you knew was not right? Okay. Fair. It's important that we recognize, right? The Bible also says, I don't have the scripture right in front of me, but the Bible also says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if we know that everything that we say makes a difference and the power that we hold in our tongue, knowing that our tongue is pretty much influenced and powered by the heart, we've got to check our hearts, you guys. We've really got to check our hearts. So I'm just going to, I'm out of time. Um, I'm just going to wrap it up by saying this. As Christians, as believers, in a broken and dying world, our life has a power to bring light, healing, and life. And let's use that. But we also need to make sure we are checking our hearts, right? We're more than just Christians. We're ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We're supposed to reflect Christ and his character. And also the words that we use will impact our lives. Ultimately. So remember this. The way you speak speaks to the way you are. The way you speak speaks to the way you are. People can recognize the kind of person you are based on the way you speak. Are you cussing a whole bunch? Are you saying a whole bunch of negative things? Are you speaking positivity? Are you saying encouraging things? Are you telling the truth in love, right? Let's keep that all in mind. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead first. I just wanna ask if there are any comments questions really quickly okay all right so we'll just go ahead and close out um heavenly father i thank you so much excuse me for this word and i thank you for your <clears throat> for the scripture that you left for us in the bible that speaks to the importance of the words we use how we use it how it comes across, how we deliver our messages. Help us, Lord God, as Christians, as believers, as followers of you to reflect who you are, to represent you well. I pray, Father, that each and every one of us will take a closer, heart at our, a closer look at our hearts and the things that we're allowing into our hearts the things that we're exposing ourselves to. Help us to be more like you. Because again, 
in this broken and dying world, people need love, people need light, people need hope. And it's from you, Jesus, that they can receive that. And life. So I thank you for the power and this small little <laughs> weapon that you've given us. Help us to be good stewards of it. And I pray, Father, that we will walk in wisdom and discernment in every area of our lives so that we can better represent who you are. Those of us who are struggling with our words, help us. Help us. We love you. We give you all the praise, all the honor. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you do. Continue to guide us and lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Um.